Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Our colleague Noel is on adventures, but will be returning. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. We are coming to you live ish on November 21st in what is popularly been called 2022. Uh, Matt, no idea whether future listeners will practice the same calendar. What do you think? I think the odds are okay. Yeah, I can't imagine a massive shift at this point unless it's forced, right? Oh, right. Like in the... um in the days of the French Revolution, where they unsuccessfully attempted to impose a new calendar, uh, a new measure of time, uh, mm-hmm. we're coming to you in a during what is called a waning crescent 
phase of the moon, uh, which will be important to many of us listening along at home. Uh, You'll see why. In a previous edition of our weekly listener mail segment, Matt, we got this great question from a fellow conspiracy realist uh, that we chose to identify as RC. And our pal Noel uh, picked this one. Uh, and I, I, I think it it inspired something in all three of us. Uh, is it worth it? I think we should read the, the email again, just so everyone knows. Sure. RC says, hi, guys. My wife is a PSW, which this is Matt speaking, I think means personal support worker, but I'm unsure. Going back in and works the night shift at an old folks home. She tells me that when it's a full moon, the residents mood changes. They become aggressive, restless, and unmanageable. Every time there's a full moon, she dreads going into work knowing that it's going to be a crap show, let's say, <clears throat> RC. Uh, <laughs> those were not her words, but those are the words I chose to use for her words. Uh, going back in, I think it's weird how the moon can affect a person's emotions and or action. Also, my mother has always referred to a woman's menstrual cycle uh, as getting her moon time. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm not too sure why. Well, uh, we can talk about that a little bit. There is a history to that phrase, and we'll jump into that today. Yeah. Yeah. No. R.C. also, as you hear folks, asked about this ancient folklore surrounding the idea of human menstrual cycles and the phases of the moon. This all got us thinking. Uh, Matt and I have had conversations like this off air before where you say, does the moon affect human behavior? And if so, how? Here are the facts. You know, here's a here's the long and short of it. Earth did not always have a moon. No, the aliens put it there a long time ago, though. A long time ago (laughs) to monitor stuff like McMurdo Station monitors, uh, you know, the Arctic. Yeah. Sorry, the Antarctic. Uh, So Earth is right now. Oh, my gosh. We're getting into the we're getting into the bleeding edges of what humans know, right? So as far as uh, humans can figure out today, Earth is around what they would call 4.54 billion years old, plus or minus about 50 million years. Not, you know, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. What's a few mil between friends? Somewhere like 0.4 billion years after Earth became a thing, An object estimated to be about the size of Mars crashed into this thing that would become Earth. And the debris from this impact voltroned up together and became what you would call the moon or Luna, right? Or any number of other ancient words. At least that's the most widely accepted version of how the moon came to be, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because every time someone does research on the formation of the moon, uh, the folks hiding inside the moon get, (laughs) uh, you know, they get they get like their equivalent of an extraterrestrial diplomatic cable and they go, oh, snap, no, change that. Right. (laughs) So so what uh, what humanity 
so far agrees on uh, are those two basic facts. 4.5 billion years formation of Earth, 4.50 years the creation of the moon. And now we have to we have to think about the crazy thing. We promise we're going somewhere with this. Life as you know it currently is thought to have began somewhere around circa 3.7 billion years ago. This is based on the discovery of old rocks, basically. The smartest people in their respective fields looked for the oldest rocks they could find. That is like, that is real <laughs> science. That is real science. They threw away a lot of rocks that weren't old enough, you know, and, and they, they prices righted it all the way back to 3.7 billion years ago. They found rocks that were that age, and those rocks did not have direct evidence of living things. They had uh, types of carbon molecules that are produced by, no fooling, eldritch microbes. And what what that means to folks like you, Matt, folks like Noel, uh, things like me, everybody listening here, is that all life on Earth evolved with a moon already orbiting the planet, it's your A1 since day one, is how they would say it. You know, it's always been there for all of the things, including those 3.7 billion year old microbes. That's right. Uh, can we just, just really quickly, you said things like me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I, I heard you right. That's a look for anybody who watches the YouTube channel. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we signed a covenant. <laughs> I know you're right. You're right. Dang, we really did. All right. Um, it is strange to think that the moon has been there the whole time that life has existed on the planet, at least again, to our best knowledge, right? Maybe life went back before even longer than that, but that's the, that's the oldest evidence we have, right? But it means the moon might very well be directly connected to this planet's ability to foster life. In fact, it's probably very much likely. Yeah, we know this for a fact. It's not, it's not hippie woo-woo stuff. Skeptics in the crowd, this is hard science. In a roundabout way, <laughs> not a joke about orbits, the moon is a huge part of the reason that you are hearing this podcast in the first place. Because Earth is, uh, due to gravity, right? And due to the great cosmic accident of reality, if you want to call it that, Earth is not spinning in this perfect circle, you know, shout out to Tool. It is kind of wobbling, it's got an axis, it's closer to the sun sometimes, it's further away other times, it's a whole thing. But the moon is there almost as a counterweight, and it moderates Earth's wobbly pattern along its axis. This moderation leads to a relatively stable climate. And, of course, as we all know, it causes tides, right? Oceans, tides. That's cool. Yeah, and um, NASA actually goes down that poetry route when they think about this or when they tell people about this. It's kind of cool. They say that the moon has, quote, created a rhythm 
that has guided humans for thousands of years. Now, in that statement, they're only talking about the thousands of years that humans have been around. They're not talking about the billions of years that the moon has been out there affecting life, which Mm -hmm. does mean every living thing that has ever lived on this planet has been affected by that sucker, including you. Is that not amazing? Including you. (laughs) Is that not amazing? You from ancient microbes. 3.7 billion years ago to you. That's kind of cool to consider one's place in the world, you know? And so it's no wonder that before the dawn of recorded history, as we'll find uh, way before people were writing words down, they were writing down what we would consider mathematical notation, right? And uh, and you'll see what a role that plays. Humans have been high-key obsessed with the moon and remain so today, forever. I mean, okay, right, says the modern person. What does this all mean to me? <laughs> just, just a moon up there. Sometimes there's an eclipse and that's cool. But other than that, whatever. I don't see the moon changing the price of my quesadillas. You know what I mean? (laughs) Doubtlessly, billions of us just said. Uh, It's strange, man. You know, Matt, you and I uh, are both, and and Paul is as well, students of folklore, right? It informs so much. And there's a lot of truth uh, hidden in those ancient forms of communication. Civilizations across the world all have their own stories about the moon. There is no human civilization that does not have a story about the moon. It is a constant. And you get these explorations of its origin story. You get these um, explanations of its role in society. Uh, Everything is explained from eclipses all the way to the lunar cycle. Uh, These civilizations to a great degree, discover this stuff independently. The people living thousands and thousands of years ago, they were just as smart and yeah. just as flawed as everyone else, you know? Yeah, just using all the intake by biotechnology that everybody's had since then. You, just, uh, you can observe things with your eyes and with your ears sometimes. And the moon really for humanity has been an, an eye thing. You look at it, right? Uh, and when you look at the moon, you notice that it changes. And humans, as far back as 20,000, maybe even 40,000 years, have been watching the moon change. And you're like, they're like, man, why does it look different today than it did yesterday? I swear it looks a little different. Can you all tell? It looks mm-hmm. a little different to me. Like, yeah, maybe a little bit. And then by, you know, by that time next week, the moon has changed completely. And oh, snap. We got to kill a goat. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you don't, if you don't have a way, if all you're doing is observing it, right, what are you going to do with that observation? Just talk about it or are you going to try and record that in some way or write it down or keep track of it? So there are these things you found, Ben, called tally sticks, which were really cool. Yeah, tally sticks. Okay. If you look at them and you don't know how old they are, They look like notched bones. They look like someone got a bone and just got bored, but there's quite a bit of science to them. They date back as far as 20 to 40,000 years ago. They're the earliest mathematical tools in proven human history, and 
there's uh, an ongoing, pretty persuasive uh, bit of speculation that these were originally created to mark the phases of the moon and the counting of the days between the moon's phases. Someone going, ah, the moon disappeared again, or ah, it's a big weird eye or human-like entity in the sky that I can see. Uh, This led to, or probably led to, generalized time periods, right? A full uh, lunar cycle, which is about 29.5 days, give or take, uh, led to the idea of months. And possibly, just possibly, the observance of lunar phases led to the idea of what we call weeks. Pretty nuts. Pretty cool. Right? Cool story. The moon has control over time. Somehow. (laughs) There it is. But it's not really the moon. The crazy thing about it, the moon's phases, it has to do with the size of the Earth and the size of the moon and the size of the sun and then the exact distances between them and how they create this ridiculous scenario where they they appear the same size the the moon and the sun appear the same size in the sky that's why you can get eclipses that doesn't make any sense guys why would it why would it do that (laughs) yeah why would it why would it be just so why does everything appear so just so for for humanity it's a great question it's my Pete Holmes. If you haven't seen Pete Holmes stand up where he goes into the bit where he's like, it doesn't make any sense. I highly recommend you look up Pete Holmes uh, his, and his stand up because he's fabulous. Yes. Yeah. You should look up Pete Holmes because uh, we think this conversation would appeal to Pete as well. Today's question, can the position and appearance of the moon genuinely affect human behavior? If so, how? Uh, we're going to pause mainly so everybody gets a chance to check out Pete's stand-up, and then we'll be back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Here's where it gets crazy. All right, man, we got to start in the early days. Yeah. There's been this association. Essentially, if you're alive today, you have heard this your entire life. There's been this association with the lunar cycle, the cycle of the moon, and the human menstrual cycle. Right, fertility rates, uh, the the reproductive cycle. So we'll get into that in a bit, but we have to talk about the three. Okay, the three big things, the three candidates for affecting human behavior uh, on a scientific basis. They are in no particular order. He says, knowing the order, they'll talk about these. Uh, they are they are water. They are gravity and they are light. Those are the three big ways the moon might touch you. Oh, man. And it will. It will. It'll get inside your brain, maybe. At least that's what some of the smartest thinkers in the past believed. And that's why they thought we need to test this out. Because you can observe, a long time ago, humans observed that that moon up in the sky does have an effect on the water here on this planet and the way it moves and, and how, you know, as it shifts, as the, the earth spins with that moon and as the moon goes across, it does make the water change a little bit. That's weird. Well, a couple of people, who was it, Ben? It was Pliny the Elder and somebody, Aristotle. They believed, well, perhaps the human body as it is much water, especially in the brain, that's the squishy bit up there. We've cut some people open. We've seen the squishy wetness that happens up inside everybody's brain. Well, what if the moon is actually changing the brain in some way, pulling on it, if you will, or pushing on it in such a way that it changes behavior? Yeah, the tides of the brain, right? I love imagining the situation 
where Aristotle is somehow a mad scientist supervillain and say, no, cut him up. <laughs> cut open the head. Hot dog, that's wet. That must be the <laughs> wettest part of this whole thing. Cut another one up. Uh, Dang, that's wet too. <laughs> so they genuinely, uh, they genuinely said the brain was the wettest or moistest. Sorry, I know moist is one of the most hated words in the English language. Uh, parts of of the body of the human body, and just like you said, Matt, they made a reasonable connection. Given with what they had to work with at the time, they said, "Hey." We know, like, they weren't aware that human origins begin near bodies of water. That is true. Uh, but they were aware that the lunar cycle corresponded with behaviors of the oceans. And so they thought, okay, well, you know, we cut up some people. We saw brains look wet. That's water. And therefore, Maybe the moon can cause something like tides in the brain. And this belief persists for thousands of years. Think about the European Middle Ages. The vast majority of people alive during that time had were not literate. And if they were literate, they didn't have a 100% chance of knowing about the the conjecture of Aristotle or Pliny the Elder. Uh, they did transfer this through tradition, though, and that's why the idea of people changing into werewolves, right, being lycanthropes, right, the skin changers and so on, that's why it got connected with the idea of this occurring during the lunar cycle. And you can find etymological evidence of this. The same uh, character for moon is also a character for different measures of time in Mandarin, Mm. right? Or, you know, in those ideograms. And the same, you know, the word for lunacy directly comes from Luna, right? Lunar as well. Lunatic. Oh, boy. Uh, Now we're getting somewhere. Right. Uh, it's clearly deriving from this long-standing belief that the moon can, in some cases, make people go something, something, something. Well, and, and it just like we heard from RC at the top of this episode, I have heard stories of of this effect, and Ben, you probably have too, uh, especially with a a teacher as a parent, right? I think uh, having a teacher as a parent, you just hear a story about it and it's in passing. It's not even, it's not very serious. We're like, oh, it's a full moon today. And it's it's like the shrug, the sigh of it's going to get weird. I think it's just something that's been handed down for so long. It doesn't help that we made up vocabulary <laughs> around it. <laughs> right, right, right. Where where are the heliotics, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, who are the people who go crazy when the sun's out? Uh, you will also hear about this from first responders or from people who are in caregiving positions, from people who have authority over a given constrained population, Mm -hmm. whether that's a senior living home, whether that's a psychiatric hospital, whether that's a, um, a prison, right. Or just a group of kids, right? Like 21st graders. Seriously. Yeah. Teachers are always outnumbered in this country as well. 
uh, and should be paid more money. So you, <laughs> you might, fellow conspiracy realists, recognize similar allegations that the moon and the full moon in particular can trigger unusual, erratic, extraordinary human behavior. Uh, there's this great Scientific American article we found, and they phrase out the many associations that exist in popular culture, not, not just in the West, not just in the East, throughout the entire world, quote, Psychiatric hospital admissions, suicides, homicides, emergency room calls, traffic accidents, fights at professional hockey games, dog bites, and all manner of strange events purportedly correlate with the phases of the moon. That's really interesting uh, because the like we've gone past water here, right? Now we're talking about the appearance of the moon, and we have to be careful with the science, one thing you said that stood out to me, Matt, is that this is not folklore restricted to people outside of the ivory tower. It's not stuff that the common person believes and the OR or ER surgeon dismisses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The OR surgeon probably believes it way more than you do. Unless you're an OR surgeon, Uh, (laughs) that's just the way it goes. It's it's kind of it's a little nuts. You got to be careful because educated people in this country. We've seen this. We've seen the surveys. uh, College educated human beings often hold this belief as fact. Like this is just how it is. It's true. Ben, you have a study here that uh, found 45 percent of college students believe it. Yeah. 45% of college students believe that a full moon affects behavior. People get a little more wild, right? And uh, we found another study that seems to show mental health professionals are even more likely to believe in this correlation than the average person. I know several of them (laughs) who hold that belief. That's, um, I don't know. It may just be you have more exposure to whatever it is, the behaviors, I guess, that you would that you would uh, measure to feel as though this is true or not, right? Right. Yeah, and we'll get into this because, you know, it reminds me of uh, the conversation about Havana syndrome, and we'll see why in a moment. You know, we, we also know that multiple police departments and first responder units have staffed up in advance of nights with a full moon, Uh, particularly, just for one example, 2007, uh, several police departments in the United Kingdom added officers on a regular, continual basis during nights with a full moon because it was their belief that there were going to be higher rates of crime. And anecdotal evidence seems to suggest that many Nonprofit suicide hotline outfits do the same. Dude, I have a brilliant friend who, for years and years and years, worked in the ER uh, where where we grew up together, and he, brilliant human being, I can't stress that enough. He would mention just openly, oh, "Man, full moon coming up. I'm trying to prepare myself mentally, just like getting ready for what he has to deal with in the ER during those days." Yeah, and I've I've seen the same. And I believe it. 
I believe from that perspective, you see more strange things. You especially remember more strange mm. things. So what gives? With the water thing, all right. Yeah, the human body, about 60% water. There's no denying that. So it's a reasonable question. Aristotle and the ancients pose. Could the moon somehow be disrupting water molecules at a tiny level? in the human nervous system, in the brain. The brain is a thing humans still don't fully understand. Uh, the answer is a big womp womp. Don't worry, we have more stuff to explore, but the the water answer is a womp womp for three very important reasons. Yeah, because, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to caveat it just a little bit. As far as our understanding of what effects the moon could potentially and possibly have on water, it doesn't make much sense because gravity would be one of the only, one of the major ways the moon would have an effect on you, right? And your water. And you compared to the moon, when you're talking about masses and the actual gra uh, gravitational interaction, there's not much going on there. When you're talking about the entirety of the Atlantic Ocean, which is, by the way, you know, connected to the Pacific Ocean, you're talking about a bunch of mass. And those two bodies, you know, in their interaction, there's going to be much more of an effect than on tiny little you, unfortunately. Yeah, the moon's gravitational effects are relatively minuscule. Uh, you can try this for yourself at home, uh, <laughs> measure something. Right, Take something that weighs a pound, if you're comfortable lifting that, and then go out during a new moon. Go out during a new moon and drop that thing on the ground. Keep a little timer. See how long it takes to get to the ground. Then go out during a full moon, do the same thing, and the rate will remain constant. That's the issue, right? And, you know, of course you can say, well, we're talking about minuscule things, right? So something that weighs a pound is pretty big, right? And then you can also rightfully note that humans still at this point, thank goodness, don't understand everything about gravity. But there's an interesting, there's an interesting place to go with this. I want to note the astronomer George Abel of the University of California in Los Angeles. This, this is a brilliant human before they passed away and said, hey, logically, look at it. If we're taking the idea of the moon and gravity and water and its effect on you, then what about other things? What about mosquitoes? A mosquito on your arm has a measurably more powerful gravitational pull on you than the moon does because the moon's just so far away, right? Yeah. And the mosquito is very small, but it's also very close. Like, could this gravitational discrepancy really be enough to mess with your brain? If that were the case, then take that same one pound object you experimented with during the lunar phases and just like walk around, put it next to your head. Are you thinking differently? Are you a werewolf? If so, write in. But, the, but all evidence seems to indicate that the gravitational force there doesn't work. Now, at this point, Matt, a lot of people are going to be saying, again, with validity, that, hey, you guys already admitted the moon does exert gravitational effects 
on the oceans. So why the oceans and why not me? <laughs> well, again, if, for look, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong here, but my understanding of it is that it's a mass. It is a a the difference in mass. Larger things that have more mass have more gravitational effect on each other, not just one on the other, right? Because the way gravity works, it's usually a it's not usually it is a it's almost uh, it's a give and take to what gravity does when there's a larger mass it has an effect on the thing with lesser mass um but then those two masses get taken into account and i can't do the math because i'm not smart or a scientist uh but the other big thing here is that the water in you is inside a container right all the water that's in you is in your cells it might be uh, like rolling in between as it's going down your esophagus into your stomach through all that weird wormy stuff that's inside of all of us. Ugh, that stuff's weird, huh? Those intestines. Ugh, don't think about it too much. Uh, but your your water is contained. Mm-hmm. The water that is not contained, that is just open air water, is the stuff that the moon really has a major effect on. Those are the oceans, the seas, and even lakes, but to a much uh, lesser effect. Yeah, yeah. So, a couple reasons. Uh, the moon's pretty far away. You know, for everybody not in the U.S. or Namibia, it's about 385,000 kilometers. That's a long way away. And we know that gravitational pulls decrease with distance. This is the reason tides occur. So, picture the Earth, this little blue spaceship orbiting around one side of the Pacific Ocean. just call it California, to get a picture in your head, is going to be closer to the moon than the other side, Japan. So there's a stronger gravitational pull in California than there is in Japan. So you get a high tide in California, you get a low tide in Japan around the Pacific Rim. Later in the day, Earth is rotated, because Earth is still super into doing that, thankfully, and Japan is closer to the moon. Now there's a high tide there. There's a low tide in California. It's oversimplifying, but if you think about it that way, what you see is the distance for the open body of water. So your container then of a liquid, if you're a human, then your your wet, wet brain is still hopefully in a container of some sort, hopefully one you consent to. And that means that you don't have the distance for that gravitational effect to matter. You have a very small head with very brilliant ideas, and we believe in you. Uh, And, you know, that's the same reason why your reusable water bottle is not actively generating tides. It just doesn't have the space for that discrepancy in gravity to matter. And we also hope you are not drinking from disposable water bottles if you've heard our previous episodes. Yeah, we we hope you're reusing them over and over and over and letting all those chemicals just seep in and just... (laughs) (laughs) Please don't don't do that. Glass and ceramic, they're the way to go. Uh, So this is the huge part. The third thing is the gravitational effects of the moon are going to be constant even when the appearance of the moon is not constant. Think about it. What? Hold on, but I can't see it. But the full moon, but it's still there. It still has the same gravity as the full moon. When its Ah. eyes are closed, it's still touching you. 
when its eyes are open, it's still touching you. I mean, you know what this reminds me of? This is a good way to get into it, man. You drink water from a red glass. You drink identical water from a blue glass. Do they taste different? Hmm. I like that. I like that. I'm just going to say, I I would say yes. They do taste different. Or what if it's it's like a colored liquid? Let's say 2% milk. It's in a clear glass or Uh in a completely black opaque glass that you can't see inside of, right? Same is, thing, yes. But, but there's milk in both. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. No, you're nailing it. You're nailing it because it gets into uh, the the fact that all human senses are interconnected, mm-hmm. right? When you smell a fart, you are tasting that fart. Stop. It's true. <laughs> it's true. My son. My son. Was he uh, farting everywhere? I, I'm making him eat more beans, Ben. And thank you for sharing that article. Uh, <laughs> I, I cooked some green beans for him and uh-huh. I was tucking him in, yeah. got him into bed, read the story, and he, we say, tooted uh, underneath the covers. And he did one of the old lift up the sheets real quick thing. Uh-huh. And, he, and he had a visceral reaction to it, as did I. And uh, uh, he was like, Dad, you got to stop feeding me so many beans. He said that. <laughs> yeah. Because the beans epic. are making me too. This guy's epic. Uh, but oh, then he man. learned he learned that rhyme. You know the one. Beans, beans. Yeah. Good for your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, a big fan. Big fan of that kid. But But also we're talking about we're talking about the interconnectedness, right? Like uh, you eat from a blue plate versus eating from a red plate, right? Uh, you associate, if you if you can see the full spectrum of human color, as far as humans can do it, then, then you have implicit associations with the other information from your senses, right? That's, that's part of why Pavlovian training works. You know, ring the bell, salivate. I know this means food. Uh, this is something called, this is related to rather, something called the illusory effect. We found a great study that's from 1985, quite a while ago now. Uh, there's a meta-analysis and three very impressive people did everything they could. They looked at all the science they could find to figure out whether or not the full moon genuinely, objectively influenced human behavior. This study was titled Much Ado About the Full Moon. You could find it in the Psychological Bulletin. I guarantee you can still find it right now. Just do a little search. Uh, again, 1985. And again, this is this is... This is meta work, right? So this is looking at studies, 37 other studies. They're comparing those results to find out, okay, what can we learn from all of these studies combined? In all cases, they came up empty handed. So as in they couldn't find, they couldn't find a study that said like, yeah, there's something to this guys. Uh, they basically were just like, <sighs> um, yeah, I don't think this is a thing. I don't think this is a thing. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did a lot of work and they weren't trying to be 
sticks in the mud. You know, they didn't come in with an agenda. They said, let's conduct a meta-analysis, which is where you apply statistical processes to every study you can find. You analyze the analyses, essentially. And they said, based on their findings, full moons are, quote, entirely unrelated to crimes, suicides, psychiatric problems, and crisis center calls. However, as we will see, one of those might not be correct. One of those might not be correct, and not for the reasons outlined in that study. It's just, again, the best science is figuring out which questions to ask and how to ask them. So it it sounds like they missed something. Why didn't they find a correlation? Why does blue Gatorade taste somehow colder than red Gatorade or Powerade? Whatever. Are are we talking about the power of the brain, even though the brain isn't maybe being affected by the moon? You're saying it's very powerful. It can make us feel things that aren't real? Just so. Yes, dude. And and if that is true, which it is, then (laughs) what, what then becomes the difference, right? Right. What becomes the difference? The idea of, look, again, there's an entire episode on why things taste the way they taste. And if you're a fellow conspiracy realist in the cooking biz, if you're a cooking enthusiast, we need your help for this one right in. In the meantime, just know the same factors and variables apply to the experience of a human living under the shadow of the moon. It all goes back to this idea of illusory correlation. People don't like that term because it makes it sound like you're wrong. You're not. It could be psychogenic. And just like we were talking about in the Havana syndrome episode with our pal Jack from uh, Daily Zeitgeist, that is equally valid. Illusory correlation is the perception of a relationship between variables even when no relationship exists. The the essential argument here is that people tend to forget what we call non-events. Like picture your faithful correspondents. Matt and I um, are working late night at some sort of thing. Matt, what are we working at? Oh, we are working on developing a new high quality sound absorbing sponge. So we're we're sponge folk. We're spongemen. Yes. And we're, and we're we're up late at night working on working on the future of spongery. And we get a lot of people coming in with uh questions and issues related to this, the future of sponges. And, you know, we work the graveyard shift, so we might spend any number of nights under a new moon, a waning crescent, what have you, with nothing really happening. Regular sponge questions. People call into the sponge line, you know. Yeah, Matt testing it. different pore sizes. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're solving it. We got our lab coats on, you know, and <laughs> we got our sponge gloves and... uh and we don't remember these uneventful nights during the full moon because, you know, we work till break of dawn and then we go to sleep and then we get up and record this podcast before we go back to the sponge lab, to the spongery. But, but Matt, if we're working one night and something strange 
does happen, we're more likely to remember it. Our brain is going to also additionally seek out a pattern with which to associate this. So something weird happens on a Tuesday and we remember three or more Tuesdays, then pretty soon we're the sponge veterans going, got to get ready, man. It's Tuesday. Tuesdays are always crazy. Coming. See? See? Even my dogs could tell. I better put on my sponge lab gray pants. She's looking at my bed as though my bed has done something. See? She's having an illusory effect with my bed right now. That's my dog, Penny. Okay. We're back. <laughs> uh, she always gets crazy around uh, recording time, huh? Yeah. She's going to do that for a while. <laughs> so I, I vote we keep it in. Uh, this is often the experience, at least scientists argue, of uh, unusual activity during a full moon. What they're saying is people don't remember all the times the night was normal, right? They remember instead the times the night went crazy. So it's similar to Bader-Meinhof syndrome, right? When you hear a word like Saturnine, and then all of a sudden, you feel like you hear that word all the time. We might have just Bader Meinhofed someone right now with the word Saturnine because it's a fairly specific phrase. Oh, God, I haven't, I don't even know that word. I can already feel it coming. It's going to happen <laughs> as soon as I leave the house. I hope not. <laughs> I hope it doesn't because Saturnine means slow and gloomy. I don't, I hope you don't have slow and gloomy. No, times. it's, yeah, it's on the way. It's all right. It's fine. I hope you have hyper fast and very happy times. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, you know, we talked about the pattern stuff. We also need to realize that one study found that psychiatric nurses who believe in this concept, lunar effect, that's the name for it. Lunar effect describes the idea that people get weird during certain phases of the moon. So, one study found that nurses in psychiatric wards who believed in the lunar effect actually wrote more notes about what they saw as unusual behavior on the behalf of the patients than nurses who didn't believe in the effect. So if you already went in believing that the moon makes people weird, you're paying more attention to it. You're increasing your opportunities to see the stories you heard proven true so congratulations to the skeptics that's the show yep you confirmed your own biases there's a <laughs> phrase for that but i can't remember it <laughs> i'm i'm biased toward how to call that confirmation uh <laughs> yeah th but there's that's the thing you can't rest on your laurels just yet skeptics in the crowd folks with great affection we tell you there is more to the story the explanation of illusory correlation is probably part of it, but it does not address the whole thing. Remember, people are intelligent. People are not trying to fool themselves. There can't be this many people in the world for this amount of time. And if there are this many people across this amount of time telling you these things are true, you should listen. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to take it back to life, back to reality. And I'm going to go see what my dogs were barking at. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up... So does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. We're back. Matt, you said something that really stood out to me in our earlier listener mail segment. You said maybe it's not the gravity. Maybe it's not the water. Maybe it's the light. Yeah. Look, that's I have no evidence. I just I just know that if any individual human being can see a little bit better at night 
then maybe you might be more inclined to go do things at night. You know, because you can see. And I feel like that's... I don't know. That seems like the most um, elementary observation that I could muster at the time when we were making that episode, but it does feel like there could be something to it. Yeah, yeah. In that in that weekly listener mail segment, you did you did pose this in such an interesting way, right? And we are very careful to separate speculation from what we know can be proven. But it reminded me, I hadn't talked with you about this off air, it reminded me about how uh, in the days before the advent of electric light, most people would sleep in a polyphasic manner, meaning you would sleep for a certain number of hours, you would wake up, get up to some hijinks, and then you would go back to sleep, and you would wake at dawn, right? And the original human nightlight, the moon, might affect how long you stayed awake, might affect what you chose to do simply because you could see better when the moon was brighter. Think about the times when you had to get work done. Like, I I have to get this done before full winter sets in. If I don't get this work done, this physical labor, whatever it is, me, myself, and my family or whoever I'm with will likely die if I don't make this shelter perfect in the way it needs to be, right? So if there is a full moon out, you and you can see well enough, it doesn't matter what time it is, you can keep working. Right, right. People, humans, I mean, rode the natural rhythms of light from the sun and the moon. And that is one of the great ways in which the moon has influenced human behavior. Throughout all of human history, uh, there's a psychiatrist named Charles L. Raison, R-A-I-S-O-N, who was at Emory University for a time, who said this lunar effect might have a small bit of truth to it, a grain, a kernel of truth due to this idea of electric light versus natural light. You know, before people had outdoor lighting everywhere, the bright light of a full moon deprived people of sleep. And this impact becomes exacerbated when those people are already struggling with certain mental disorders. We know, we know for a fact that sleep deprivation can trigger erratic behavior in people with certain psychological conditions, bipolar disorder, right? Uh, used to be called manic depression. The full moon may have been linked to a heightened rate of bizarre behavior in these long-ago eras, way before the dawn of modern psychology and psychiatric theory. You know, you wouldn't have the words to describe what was happening in this person's mind. You would think, oh, snap, it's a full moon. There goes breath or whatever name you want to put in there. That's going to be my next Skyrim character's name, Geraldabreath. Geraldabreath. <laughs> <laughs> I want to brush my teeth just hearing that. But there, there we go. At this present time, and we say this with no great enthusiasm, there is no clear evidence that the moon physically affects behavioral change for most people. But if we want to, if we want answers, we got to start at a larger view. All known species have evolved under the influence of the moon, 
It shouldn't be surprising that research shows several species adapted some of their biological cycles to line up with the lunar cycle. But we got to be careful. You know, you, you talked about the most affected ones. You're talking about marine animals because they live in the ocean, which is big enough to have tides. So, of course, they're going to be affected. Oh, man, that makes so much sense. I'm just disappointed. It makes too much sense. So what about mental conditions? We know the human is uh, only another sort of Terran animal, right? The moon affects other animals. So logically, why should the current popular primate be any different? If you look at, going back to our um, our earlier stuff uh, from Raison, if we look at this 2018 peer-reviewed study of 17 patients with what's called rapid cycling bipolar disorder, we see that they experience mood shifts with a pattern of regularity, at least in part influenced by lunar cycles. More light, less light affects behavior. Wow. That is, that's intense to know. I've, I've, you know, just personally dealt with uh, several people in my life who suffer from varying varying levels of that disorder. And that, wow, I, it makes you want to look into it further. That's fascinating to me. Uh, wow. Yeah. it's uh, If you want to find this study, it's called Bipolar Mood Cycles and Lunar Tide Cycles. Uh, you should be able to find it there. It's in uh, National Library of Medicine is where I found one of the citations. The Got it. down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm seeing it. So, well, dude, we know light can and does influence human behavior. If we forget about the moon for a second, more northern countries like Germany actually have laws requiring office buildings to have a guaranteed amount of light. Uh, let's not forget the studies showing links between depression and self-harm tied to the idea of seasonal depression, lack of light. You know, all, all those little kids in Scandinavia who have to stand under the UV lamps. Ambient nighttime light exposure has also been implicated as a risk factor for adverse health outcomes, including stuff like cardiometabolic disease, different shades of light at night can also affect behavior. Uh, I think it was Japan, part of Japan, Nagoya, I want to say, and Glasgow, Scotland, they deployed blue streetlights. And this appeared to tamp down on uh, certain violent behaviors. Whoa. It's weird, right? Like we, we know, okay, look, we're running long, folks. Uh, Matt, you and I are probably not going to be able to get to the continuing conversation about human menstrual cycles and the moon. Uh, we do know that the average length of a human menstrual cycle is between 21 and 35 days, median length 28 days. Your mileage may vary, folks. And the lunar cycle itself has been, again, about 29.5 days. But that's a whole other conversation. For a different time. I don't know. Maybe this is a series. Maybe this is a two-part episode. What do you think? But yeah, we can look into it. I think it's, it would be smart for us to say that there is no confirmed, fully agreed upon connection between those two things, the moon cycle and the reproductive cycle in a, in a woman. Yeah. And, and another intervening variable, maybe 
artificial light, right? The human body responds to to light or to the lack thereof. So maybe we save this for a future conversation. Right now, what we found is that while many of the anecdotal stories about the influence of the moon on human beings don't seem entirely true, there is a series of fascinating breadcrumbs, you know? There there are paths that wind to certain understandings, right? It's it, it doesn't seem like the gravity is the culprit, even though the gravity gets played out a lot, right? Uh, it doesn't seem like water, which would be related to gravity, is the culprit, water content of the human body. In that uh, super it, moist brain of yours. And that's super, super wet brain. Uh, but it does seem like light is the primary influencer here. We Consider this an open conversation. We would love to hear your thoughts. We hope the end of this year is finding you in good spirits, in good health, amid grand adventure. Uh, And if you have a time during your adventures to let us know your thoughts, we would love to share them with your fellow conspiracy realists. We try to be easy to find online. Yes, you can find us everywhere on most socials. We are Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. We highly recommend you check out the YouTube channel. All kinds of fun stuff, interesting stuff going on over there. And we are Conspiracy Stuff on YouTube. Uh, one other thing, we've got a book and an audiobook. You can catch them right now. They exist. They're titled Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Just look for them. Holidays are coming up. Why not get one or two or 12 for your friends and for yourself? Just keep them on a shelf. Keep like 10 books of ours on your shelf. It'll be fun. I'm just kidding. Yeah, nothing weird. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing weird. Also, if you don't like the book, buy it for your enemies. That'll show them. Uh, and, uh, And if you don't feel like sipping the social meads, if you're someone who is more of an auditory communicator, and learner, then we got your back there as well. All you have to do is give us a call on our phone number. Say it with me, one eight three three S T D W Y T K. You'll hear a familiar voice and then a beep like so. Beep three minutes. They're yours. Go nuts. Give yourself a nickname. Give yourself the cool name you always wanted. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us what you know about the moon and what you want your fellow listeners to know. Most importantly, let us know whether we can share your voice and or message on the air. Even more importantly than that, don't censor yourself. Write it all out. If you are given to writing, we love this stuff. We love everybody writing in, giving us links giving us data, giving us follow-ups. Take us to the edge of the rabbit hole. We'll do the rest. All you have to do is drop us a line at our good old-fashioned email address where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiasts searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 